1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open.
0: Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot, Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame.
1: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we are getting ready for our first race of 2023 the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. Coming up this weekend, of course, Motor Racing Network will have you covered. We'll get the broadcast schedule coming up, but we are ready to go. Earlier this week, had some updates come across the desk from NASCAR as far as some penalty updates and some procedural updates as well. Lots to unpack there. I want to stay like the 30,000-foot view. You will hear us get into details of these changes coming up on our race broadcast and our other shows here at MRN. But I wanted to spotlight a few things that are going to be different in 2023. As far as penalties are concerned, probably the one that's gotten the most fan reaction so far. Remember that move that Ross Chastain made at Martinsville last fall? The hail melon move, as it's being termed, where he basically gassed her up, rode the wall, and came all the way around the racetrack to the checker flag and made the championship four. Well, that move is now no longer legal. NASCAR deciding that going forward, moves like that will not be permissible. So for those of you fans that love that, enjoy it, because that's something that you're never going to see ever again without penalty coming from the sanctioning body. Um, NASCAR also addressed loose wheels. If you remember, we talked a lot about loose wheels last year, wheels coming off the race cars. They have updated the penalty response and gone is the four race suspension for the crew chief. Instead, if a team loses a wheel on pit road under the yellow flag, that car will start at the tail end coming to the restart. If you lose a wheel on pit road under green, Once the wheel has been reattached, the car comes back out onto the racetrack. That car will have to come back for a pass-through penalty. If you lose a wheel beyond pit road, and when we say that, we're talking outside of the yellow lines of pit road, the yellow line coming in, the yellow line coming out. If you lose a wheel on the racetrack beyond pit road, it'll be a two-lap penalty for the car. A two-race suspension for two crew members is determined by the series director. So gone is that four-race suspension for the crew chief. Here are a couple of other updates. As far as procedure changes, stage breaks have been eliminated on road courses, except for truck series and Xfinity series, standalone events points will still be awarded. We just won't have the formal stage break and the caution flag that comes along with that damage vehicle policy has been updated. They started at six last year. They went to 10 minutes in the playoffs. Now it'll be seven minutes in 2023. They have also gone away and done away with the top 30 and the top 20 rule, meaning top 30 in cup, top 20 in Xfinity or trucks. You had to be in at least those points positions to make the playoffs if you've got to win. But if you got to win now going forward and you're not in the top 30 and 20, you'll still race for the playoffs. Think Corey LaJoy last year at Atlanta, the second race. He obviously got tangled up on the white flag. If Corey were to have come back around and won the race, he would have made the playoffs with this setup. So I think that's one for the smaller team, as it were. We'll see how that that unfolds as we get closer to playoff time. Uh, the choose rule has been updated for all the super speedways, all the dirt races that we're going to do. Um, really, there's only one dirt race. That would be the Bristol dirt race. Uh, we still will not do the choose rule on the road courses. And they have redone the restart zone. Basically, they've increased it by fifty percent, tacking on the first twenty-five percent up front, second twenty-five percent in the back. So they've elongated it, which gives the leaders more option. Gives the leader more option as that leader comes to the restart zone, as far as when the race will resume. Plus, a couple other things: Triple Truck Challenge for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Those races will be at Charlotte Gateway and Nashville. And the XFINITY Series Dash for Cash is back. I love this program. The qualifier is CODA. And the four Dash for Cash races, Richmond, Martinsville, Talladega, and Dover. So a little lay of the land there as far as some updates coming from the sanctioning body this week as we get ready to gear up for the 2023 Campaign. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Charlotte for Media Days, visited with a lot of the drivers. One driver in particular, Bubba Wallace, when he breezed into the room. It was a very candid visit. We, we sprayed a lot of fields. But it's always fun to sit down and chat with Bubba Wallace. Your generation and the generation before you... Didn't have the luxury of generations gone by because when you're new to something, you're trying to find your way. There's no handbook to this. There's no, no there's no YouTube video. There's no, but the world's watching yep. on social media, on television. They're listening on radio. Yeah. How do you function like that? Because there's no room for error, and if you misstep, you'll be reminded of it a million times.
2: 100000 100, percent. Yeah, that's that's you said it. You said it best. I mean, there's no there's no rule book. There's no step by step guide. The, the the way you learn is by messing up. It's like, oh, I didn't need to do that. You know, my bad. <laughs> my bads don't get you nowhere, right? Uh, Does that
0: pertain to Vegas last year?
2: Uh, Vegas, yeah, Vegas. You know, overstepped boundaries, but you know, that's still both of us just not showing enough respect to one another. Uh, and, we, and we learned a lot about that, you know, even in our phone conversation. And it was funny. Uh, Larson's been shadowing me all day. I, I, I guess he's done. Uh, uh, this is y'all's last one today? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: He was He was actually two before you, uh,
2: okay. three, th- or three before you. Every stop, he's come in behind me today. Um, but earlier, when we finished up my first stop, I was walking back, and I had, had my helmet in my hand, and Larson's standing down there. I'm like, this is deja vu. <laughs> So it's nice people you can laugh about it it was like four months ago now but um, but yeah I think you look at Vegas Vegas was definitely a learning curve for, for myself and and how to handle those situations um, and just understand that the moment that you're in it ain't over yet you know so when we look
0: at you and just 2311 mm-hmm. we can see progress from the outside mm-hmm you're winning races. Yeah. I contend you're winning them at the wrong time because you're winning them after the playoffs start. No doubt. No you doubt. know now, right? I've reminded
2: a million times. Yes. Right.
0: I'm sure people have told you a thousand <laughs> yeah. times. So going into this season, do you feel you've got everything you need to win again and win more than what you have yes.
2: been winning? Absolutely. Uh, the speed that we've shown um, talking with the PRN guys, they were said uh, Loudon was our turning point. And I'm like, yeah but I argued about race number five or six on the schedule, wherever that is, after the West Coast Swing. We were fast. We had the speed. And we couldn't get off pit road. We had loose wheels. I'd get into crashes. Or I'd crash myself. We'd have bad race calls. Whatever it was, we never gave ourselves a fighting chance. And ultimately, that put us in a hole. And Um, you know it just so happened that Loudon was the race where we gave ourselves a chance it's like oh this is what happens when everything goes right Uh, and then it kept happening it kept happening and next thing you know we go to Kansas and boom Kansas was not smooth though Kansas we had a loose wheel and we came from the back
0: but you had the speed to get
2: back to the the front had the speed and so Um, I think every year that goes by, I feel like I've grown up a little bit more and realizing that like, um, you know, we had a loose wheel earlier in the season. Obviously I was in the media about talking about pit crews and stuff, but I'm real. I keep it real. Um, I didn't lose my cool at Kansas, you know? And I feel like I've started to do that a little bit better. People are going to be like, Oh, Vegas. What about that? That's a different, it's different. The way I look at it is different.
0: (laughs) How is it different?
2: Um from those moments that's a that's your own team taking you out, right, with a loose wheel. It's like, okay, we can get back from that. Getting shoved in the fence, pretty much destroying our race is totally different, you know. Now, if it was a loose wheel on the last stop, okay. That's yeah, under a green flag stop, yeah, that's that's detrimental, but you know, ours was early enough in the race to rebound, get back up there. Um and so it's just it's two different scenarios, but still, you got to be able to handle yourself better under those circumstances. So, I, I may have gotten a loose wheel situation figured out. Now it's the on track altercation stuff. Work on.
0: Has Michael talked to you about that? Has he helped you through his?
2: No. No. he's not he's not
0: touched base with you about
2: that no not not about i mean i'm and i'm not the person to ask him or you know that's always been one of my downfalls is to go to people and talk like hey man what did you do in this scenario you know what what about the like me and it's got me in trouble but you learn on your own like we talked about earlier when you know how do you know you made a mistake is when you made the mistake it's like oh that was bad so, so.
0: but you have to make mistakes to grow
2: Exactly but it's a painful process it's a painful process, but you have to live with that and you know I people ask you know you regretting anything in life and like, there's not much I regret because it's part of life you know you you have to to, to build your boundary you have to overstep it
0: sounds like the equipment's right mm-hmm. sounds like the driver's got his head on right
2: it's still the off season
0: everything <laughs> I know they're still tied, right we still got some time for we get to Daytona. Yeah. Everything where it needs to be?
2: I think so, man. I think our team is in a really good spot. Um, Our team is right now currently in Dakota testing with Redick. Talked with him on the phone last night, and he was very optimistic about our package for road courses. Toyota's struggled uh, on road courses. Um, But, you know, I think that's a, a great guy to have leading our camp since he won. He was a road course king last year, so to have his feedback is, is very beneficial for, for our group. So it's just cool to see how much our team is investing so quick and the things that we're doing, new haulers, um, you know, having Pastrana on. Is, for the 500, is, yeah, yeah. 500 is really cool now. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely, we're quickly outgrowing the four walls that we're in right now and it's fun to be a part of that process so i've been uh out of the loop for the last 15 days or so enjoying the the honeymoon stuff and marriage life but all i could think about after about day four or five was getting back to racing and getting back in the swing of things not this part this part is the worst part <laughs> thank you Bubba. but uh no just getting back and getting back in the flow as much as I was pissed off about how there's no off-season. It was like, man, you've been doing this for the last uh, almost 10 years now, you know, of this time season or this off-season period. You don't have one. So, like, why are you getting annoyed at it now?
0: Speaking of the nuptials, mm-hmm. what's the coolest wedding gift you
2: got? Coolest wedding gift that I got? Well, I think it'd be a really bonehead move of me to, to not mention the gift that Amanda got for me which was actually a really, really nice uh, rose gold bracelet. And she bought it when we were in Vegas, um, uh, Vegas 2. Great weekend, by the way. Um, she bought it for, for that one. And so she was like, oh, I got your wedding gift. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So she never told me what it was, never gave me a hint, never. And I'm really bad. If you know me, I'm really bad at, you know, if Christmas comes around the corner or a birthday comes around the corner you're like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't need anything, but I'm gonna go buy it. There's been, I want to say, two or three times where I've bought something and it shows up that next day and she looks at me and she's like, That's So you're one of those people on the way. I've, I've got that. family
0: that does the same thing. Hey, what do you want for Christmas? This, 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 this. Two days later, boom, they buy it. What are you nuts? Come on, you're killing me with this. No, I buy it.
2: Like, right, you buy it for yourself, I buy it for myself, right? Yes, and she's like, Oh. I, was, I had that ordered already, and I was like, "Well, oh, I'm sorry. I can't wait. So you're one of those guys that if you want it, you buy it, and you're Go impossible and to it. buy for. Yes, yes. So the rose gold bracelet it matched the watch, matched the, it matched the whole getup. So that was really nice. Um, we got a pizza stove, which is actually really cool. Make your own pizzas. Uh, you can use charcoal or use the wood chips or even gas. Mm-hmm. Um what else did we get got a bunch of plates and bowls and spoons and forks and a whole bunch of bs love you babe but damn we didn't need it we did i guess so basically you've got you know a dining service for what 75 people now <laughs> parties at my house.
0: parties above us <laughs> and we're having pizza when we get, where we get
2: there yes uh i got a few nice bottles of bourbon um so that's been really good um yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it all. Like, I told people, like, man, what do we get you for your wedding? And it's like, nah, don't ask me because I'm going to tell you, I don't need a damn thing. She had this whole registry of stuff. I'm like, babe, we, can, we don't,
0: we can go buy it. We need that salad spitter. <laughs> yeah. We need that toaster. Yeah. We need that confection oven. You know, I
2: was cleaning it. Bath
0: and Beyond's got the most awesome stuff. I town. walked
2: in yesterday and there was a ceramic, I don't know if it's ceramic, whatever material, teapot sitting there i'm like how often do you drink tea i said what is this i said are you beauty and the beast little teapot short and stout like what what are we doing she's like i drink tea well uh, okay babe check yeah so we got a teapot now you got an awesome wife yeah she's, she's a sweetie pie. she's uh she's incredible it's been it's been really good um you know it's weird wearing the, the wedding band here it's just something to get used to. I've always like when when I didn't have it and we were engaged. I was always just thinking about wearing it. Now that I wear it, I'm like, it's so weird. I'm always playing with don't it. Don't lose it. Yeah, don't lose it. And I, I, I did good. I didn't lose it. Um, I was always mindful of where everything was at on our honeymoon. You know, took it off and getting in the water and all that stuff. Tip: Some of your colleagues in that garage have done this.
0: Always get a backup, just in Mine case. Just in case. Mine came with
2: two. Mine came with data boy. That good, so I got to change. I got to get like one of the silicone rings for, for. Work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. How does she? Uh,
0: how, do, how does she ground you? How does she? Is she? When you come back to the house after all that goes on at the racetrack, does she provide you that that grounding force that every one of us needs?
2: She does. Uh, we have a very interesting um, relationship, and it works. It works great. Like if you watched us, y'all would be like y'all are married the way we interact that we're so competitive and we walk in and i'm gonna be like oh media day she's gonna be oh media day and just give you crap for complaining right you know she's like be grateful and it's okay so she she definitely keeps you in check and and I, i for sure need that i mean uh she'll ask me when things go wrong on the track she's like she's trying to understand but she's also like what are you doing and it's like well, let me try to explain, you know. But she, she'll she question you, and, and that's nice. Like I said, everyone needs a reality check every once in a while. I just so happen to get it every damn day I go home.
0: Everybody needs that individual that yeah. keeps them in check, yeah. provides it's not,
2: perspective. It's not all... Oh, great job, you know, you did it. It's it's just like, hey, you should do this, this and this to be better.
0: Dude, what were you thinking going three wide middle and to turn three at yeah. Dega? Nah, she what knows you... she
2: knows I won't lift on that situation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, speaking of that, um, you've you've gotten the reputation of being a good super speedway racer. Hmm. You've come a long way in that department. You feel you have? You always find your way to the front in those yeah. races.
2: Okay, I'll say like when it was trucks and Xfinity uh, I would just be ho hum, boom, wrecked, and I hated it. I hated speedway racing, and then I don't know what it was. Like, I did not like, I did not enjoy Pocono in the truck or Xfinity. Got into a cup car debut there. Maybe it's because that, but I actually enjoy going to Pocono. Um, but then speedway racing, got into a cup car, did the July race, filling in, and had a blast. And it was like, damn, this is actually pretty fun. And so I don't know if it was. just so happens your mindset changes towards it and all of a sudden you start running good but you know hopped in for day 2518 finished second um finished really good at the other plate races too so just i don't know i think it's not like you I, i don't know i can go into hell i go into the roval hating it and i finish seventh so it's like come on it's not like change your mind and it's gonna be great some people some people think that though power positive thinking you're not one of those mm, i try but i'm just a very matter of fact realistic guy like i go in oh things are gonna go great today and you blow motor yeah but see you didn't have control over that i mean as long as you're positive about what you have
0: control over you can't control what somebody does see, at the there's engine there's shop a perspective that i need don't screw up on the racetrack you can, con- yeah, you, can you can dictate that. that yeah kind to yeah. feel like in therapy right now I know, by the way nice. it's a hundred dollar copay <laughs> and two slices of pizza <laughs> and a cup of tea
2: <laughs> oh i got you love you bro yeah, you're yeah, awesome yeah but you no know, i think plate racing is just i will agree it has come a long way but now it just seems to just kind of click but in the back of my mind though that's a realistic size like any moment can take you out like you could be done lap one
0: that's a heck of a way to live by the way <coughs> knowing that in the blink of an eye that pack comes flying apart and you be right in the middle of it or
2: you can be the one that gets through done that i've been part of both been a part of both so we'll see. Fingers crossed. But they're saying 23 and 23. So let's make it happen. Hey, it worked for the 22 and 22. That's right. That's right. But it did not work for the 20 and 20. See, here comes that negative stuff. Again. <laughs> see? Yeah. And again. if we talk for another minute and a half, we'll be at 23 minutes. So. Well, what else you got on your mind? I don't know. I'm kind of ready to go home. So, yeah, yeah forget that 23 minutes.
0: Pizza and tea. Get up there. Pizza and tea. That against Bubba Wallace, he's won the last two years in the NASCAR Cup Series looking for more. Last two years, that winning came late after the playoffs began. For Bubba and 23 sake, hope those winning ways start early so he'll be a part of the playoff storyline as we get into playoff time here in the 2023 season. All right, let's check some odds here. Uh, even though we're not paying points this weekend, Vegas is chiming in with their take on odds for the bush light clash at the coliseum and as always producer trey is here with those odds trey what do you have for us
1: well mike it's very interesting to look at the odds this year versus last year going into the clash at the coliseum there was just so many unknowns last year with it being the first race in the next gen car and the first time cup cars had been raced on a track this size so this year vegas thinks they've got a better handle of it And they're looking at last year's class of the field as the favorites. There are actually four co-favorites, Joey Logano, the winner last year, and the second-place driver, even though he's with a new team in his first race with Richard Childress Racing, Kyle Busch. They are both at 8-1. to And who are the other two in that four uh, deadlock at the top of the favorites? According to Vegas, they are the drivers who were Vegas favorites last year. It seemed like every week going into a race weekend, no matter what track it was, Either Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson were the favorites, and we're starting this year the same way. So Elliott, Larson, Logano, and Bush all at 8 to 1 heading into the Bush Light Clash. As far as the pick that I'm going with, I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle Bush starts things off on a really great note with RCR. And that's a combination of two factors why I think so. Kyle last year, as I mentioned, led laps, was in contention battled with Joey till the end, finished second in the Clash of the Coliseum. But if you talk about Bush and you talk about Logano, neither of those guys probably win if Tyler Reddick doesn't have mechanical issues. He was the class of the field early in that race, and Kyle Busch is now driving his car. So I take the knowledge that RCR and Randall Burnett and those guys have on top of what Kyle did last year, and I think that that's a very... Great combination. If you're looking for long shots, I've got two that I really love this weekend at the Clash. The first one is Ryan Priest. Last year at the Clash, he made the main event driving for Rick Ware Racing. This year, he starts the best opportunity of his career driving for Stuart Haas Racing, taking over the 41 for Cole Custer. And Priest's upbringing was quarter mile bullring short track racing. And he will tell anyone in their mother that. And on media days, he was excited. He said he's ready to go shock the world, and I think he could do that. Ryan Priest is 50-1 to 1 to win the Clash. And then the other long shot that I like, Justin Haley. If you remember, Justin Haley was one of those guys that, wow, turned your head last year at the Clash with his speed, got into a late race incident with Kyle Larson, so he didn't have the finish to show for it. But Justin Haley was up front. Haley is 66 to 1. So, the return that you get on either of those guys, they are definitely worth a Flyer Priest at 50, 50 to 1 and Justin Haley at 66 to 1. But ultimately, if you're asking me to pick, I'm going Kyle Bush at 8 to 1. Typically, the great early offseason storyline goes to the pole winner of the Daytona 500. This year, I think it could even start earlier with Kyle Bush winning the Clash at the Coliseum.
0: I'll be honest with you, I love that Ryan Priest pick. Boy, you get a venue like the Clash quarter-mile racetrack, that plays into his wheelhouse, and he is excited. He is ready to go, and perhaps maybe Ryan Priest can flex some muscle in the 41 car. Remember, Ryan Priest replaces Cole Custer over at Stuart Haas Racing. Here's our broadcast schedule for this weekend. Don't forget, we got practice and qualifying coverage from the Clash starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night, and then we're back on Sunday afternoon With NASCAR Live Race Day, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to check us out here as we get you counted down and get your race ready for race one of the season. Folks, that's all the time we have for you for this week. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate the download. Be sure to check us out again. NASCAR Live race day Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. NASCAR Live Tuesday coming up 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday night. And we're right back here for another download of NASCAR Live Wide Open. For producer Trey and the rest of the team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank
1: you so much for the download. Appreciate y'all. And we'll talk to you soon. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com.